TTLO Radio. That's two T's, one L, one O. TTLO Radio is where you can tweet the show. If you want to follow us on uh, Instagram, follow us on the gram. Follow us on the gram at I on Instagram at TTLO Radio. Follow us on the gram at TTLO Radio. That's two T's, one L, one O. TTLO Radio is where you can find us on the gram. If you want to follow us on Facebook, facebook.com slash TTLO Radio. Facebook.com slash TTLO Radio is where you can find us there. The live streams are up and running. The live streams are up and running right now, YouTube and Facebook. If you're on YouTube right now, go ahead and talk to us in the chat real quick. Let us know where you're watching from. Check in, check in in the chat. Let us know where you're watching from uh, on Facebook. If you're watching on YouTube, go ahead and do that as well. Hit that subscribe button for my YouTube viewers. Hit that subscribe button on YouTube. Let us know where you are watching from. Amen, amen, amen. Don't forget we are an iHeartRadio partner, which means you can find us on your iHeartRadio app. Do a simple search for the TTLO Media Group on your iHeartRadio app. Not only will you find the TTLO Radio Show, but you'll also find Healthy Soul Talk with Dr. Kimberly Thomas. That's right, Healthy Soul Talk with Dr. Kimberly Thomas. Real talk, real issues, real solutions. Every, every, every Thursday at 5.30 p.m. you can find her great show. Uh, She just relaunched last uh, Thursday, Uh, had a great, great show. I'm looking forward to this entire series uh, dealing with domestic violence and all of that, man. So it's going to be uh, a great, 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 great show. Uh, We are uh, also, also, we start our week off the right way. We start our week off the right way. Uh, Every Sunday, you can catch the live simulcast from the birthplace of gospel music. That's right. You can catch the live simulcast from the historic Ebenezer Missionary Baptist Church, the birthplace of gospel music uh, at 11 o'clock. That's right. You can catch Senior Pastor Daryl in person at the Ebenezer Missionary Church family uh, right here on your TTLO Media Group Network. You can always find us uh, there. Also, my brother, the good pastor from the Faith Works and Vision Church, uh, Brother Harold D. Washington and the Faith Works and Vision family, you can always catch them as well. Always a good praise party and a good time uh, at the Faith Works and Vision Church. Amen, amen, and amen. Always a good time over there. I'm missing, missing, missing. I'm about to. I'm trying not to yawn and be rude, but it keeps coming up. Uh, I think this weather got me. Uh, but I'm always looking forward to my brother coming back in and hanging out with us uh, uh, on uh, here at the studio. I know he's. Uh, doing some stuff. He thinks he has some business uh, right now, but when that is done and when the time permits, uh, it'll be good to see him back in the house uh, over here at the TTLO Media Group Studios. But also, you can find us on Spotify, iTunes, anywhere you can download a podcast, you can find us there. All right, y'all, before we get to the the, the check-in, before we get to the check-in, I do want to do a quick check-in with you all just to find out where you guys are, man. It's Columbus Day. Right, that's it's still a national, it's still a holiday. Columbus Day, Columbus Day. Uh, y'all know Columbus, fourteen ninety two, blah 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 blah, all that good stuff. If I yell one more time, I'm gonna be mad at myself. Uh, fourteen ninety two, blah 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 blah, all that good stuff. Uh, but today, you know, uh, last year or in the summertime, I believe it was, was it early in the summer last summer? During the protest was when the statues were taken down. I believe that's when that was right. Uh, and and so they were not replaced, and so the Italians, I'm gonna say it like um, uh, how my man said, uh, uh, he called them the Italians. I can't remember what movie that was. I want to say that was American Gangster, but it wasn't that. Uh, but um, the Italians uh, are are upset 
about the Christopher Columbus statue being taken down. Uh, they are very upset about the, the statues being taken down, not only in Chicago, but around the rest of the country. Um, they're upset, uh, but they still had their parade. Uh, there's still parades all over the country today. Uh, we had our parade here in Chicago, uh, downstate Wacker. I saw a little bit of it on Channel 7 um, today. And I, I am, and I'll say this, it won't be the first time I said this, so this won't come as a surprise to anyone. Uh, I was never a fan of statues being taken down. I was never a fan of statues being taken down. And I'll tell you, I'll tell you why. And I've said it before, maybe you, you might be your first time watching or viewing. So I'll give you um, how I feel about um, the statue situation. I don't believe any statue should have been taken down. Uh, taken down. My belief is that uh, uh, if these statues are going to be allowed to be up on public display, I think the truth needs to be on the plaque. I say keep your statues up, but we can't have on the statue that Christopher Columbus discovered America. We cannot have that on the statue. Right. I'm saying you don't take these statues down. I'm saying put up who they were. This is my same feeling about sports, uh, about them not wanting to put certain athletes in the hall of, in the baseball hall of fame uh, because of uh, uh, the steroid thing. My thing is put them in and put on there. They played in the era of steroids and there was speculation that this person or that person tested positive for whatever, whatever, whatever. When it comes to these statues that were taken down, i.e. mainly Christopher Columbus, the statues that were taken down, I don't have a problem, but put on there that he raped and pillaged and killed the existing, the indigenous people that were already here. Now, if y'all still want to honor him with that on the statue, go for it. I'm all for putting, I'm just saying, put the truth on the statue. Then let me see, let me see what happens then. Because there is no, there is no, that, that is an accurate part of the history of this country. That you, can, that you can say, okay, hey, it's Columbus Day, and we celebrate Columbus as children because I'm, 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 I'm 51 years old. So I was taught that Christopher Columbus discovered America. Because that was the story. That was the way history was rewritten for me as a kid in, in elementary school. I now know that, 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 that there is more to the story. I now know that not only did he not discover America, I, also, I know that he got lost when he got here. He got here because he was lost. And then I also found out that when he got here, he sent back for people to get them there. And then those people came with their guns and overtook the Indians. And they also brought plagues and everything else with them from Europe. These are the facts of the discovery of Christmas. This, this doesn't make me hate Italians. I don't hate Italians. I'm not mad at Italians. I don't hold a grudge against Italians. But, but I, I, I promise you, I promise you, in this great country we call America, if Martin Luther King, right now, right now, I, I wonder, I'm curious, and I guess we can find out, are there any Malcolm X statues up anywhere? I'm, 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 I'm doing a, a quick search uh, right now because I don't know that any exist uh, Malcolm X statues anywhere. Uh, I'm curious uh, because 
It says there's a statue. Okay, here we go. There's a statue of Malcolm X at the Audubon Ballroom in Washington Heights where he was killed. Um, there's a mural somewhere else. Uh, I don't believe that there are any Malcolm X statues anywhere. And part of the reason that there are no Malcolm X statues anywhere, I'm going to say this like this, is because uh, there was a period in Brother Malcolm's life where he was uh, uh, um, preaching uh, 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 hate. There, there was a small period in there where, where he was preaching uh, not to, 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 to work with uh, anybody of a different race, separation and all of that. So I, I could understand uh, if we're if we going to keep statues of Malcolm down, right, then, then, then why are we celebrating these other people? Why are, we, why are we celebrating these other people? That, that's, that's, just my, that's just my question. We can, we, can, we, can, we can put these statues up. We can put these statues up. Let, let the statues stay up, but just put the, truth, put the truth on the statue. Put the truth on the statue. Put what Christopher Columbus, yes, yes, he was on the ship, and he was going out trying to discover the new world. He got lost. He got lost. That's 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 just the fact. So 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 you know it's one of those things where uh uh uh, uh you know uh, I th- I think we always just get to a point where uh uh let let let's not sugarcoat some things. Let's not let's not sugarcoat these things. Let's be honest uh, about the happenings of, of 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 our history. Let's embrace our entire history. We can't change it, but we can sure own it. We can sure own it. We can own that. We we have to own the good and the bad. I'm curious. What what are the, I know I know CPS locally is no longer celebrating Columbus Day. They're calling it Indigenous People Day. And and I know at my at the charter school level, we're doing the same thing. Uh uh we're we're doing the same thing there. Uh there. I am just um I am I am I am curious as to uh why we what what's the hesitation of embracing the entire history. Uh yeah, embracing the entire history of our country versus trying to for lack of better words, sugarcoat the history. Because the relatives of those indigenous people uh, know their history. They know their history. And, 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 it, and I remember there was a movie. What's the guy's name? Daniel? It's not Daniel Day-Lewis. But it's that actor. He had a really big nose. But he played Christopher Columbus in the movie. Uh, and I think the movie was called Columbus. Uh, and, and in that movie... In that movie, uh, that they they people were upset about the movie. People were very upset about the movie uh, because in the movie, this was the first instance of people getting a real life uh, um, a real life look at what could have or some of the things that did happen. Uh, um, uh, some of the movies that did, I think it's uh, Gerard Depot something I can't think of his name, uh, but. Uh, it's one of those things where, where people started to get a real understanding of what actually happened. And, and it was like, oh, my God, 
1492, that's the name of the movie. 1492, Conquest of Paradise. With Gerard Depardieu was the, was the, was the, uh, uh, the actor who played Christopher Columbus. Again, would we, you know, I, I, you, you can't go back in history. You can't go back in time. But I often wonder, how would things have been for us <laughs> as African Americans had Christopher Columbus never made his way over here? I, I, I'm just curious, you know, it, 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 it's, it's, it's the domino that starts a whole lot of, of, of issues for everybody. It's the domino that starts a lot of issues for everybody. How would it be for us as, 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 as black people in America? How would it be for us as black people in America if Christopher Columbus had never uh, uh, gotten lost and found his way uh, to to uh, 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 where he landed, Plymouth Rock. <laughs> you know, it's, it's just it's just one of those things. Uh, and then when you look at the history, what's the other guy's name uh, that, that America is supposedly named after? Um, what's his name? Americo Vespucci, I think is the name. I, I'm 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 often uh, I'm I'm just curious as to how that how things would have played out for us uh, in this country uh, if we hadn't have been. If 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 that early version of um, if that early version of of taking people captive and and enslaving enslaving people in their own land, think about that, enslaving people in their own land. We want a statue to to um, to 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 honor that a person who who decided to enslave people in their own land. That's what we want to honor. That's what we want to put up. And you think about it, you can't be mad at the Italians. You know why? Because uh, uh, the people who put the statues up, they knew who Christopher Columbus was. They know what he did, and yet they honored him anyway. And it wasn't until, you know, the age of uh, people started doing some reading and research on their own that all of a sudden people started trying to pull away uh, and, and cover up. Uh, or, or, or act like they didn't know, or act like this was a new thing. That history, that just because the history was hidden, doesn't mean it did not happen. Just because you t- you kept it out of the history books, or you only put in the parts about him landing on Plymouth Rock, and you didn't put in the parts about what he did when he got there. You know, they show us all the pictures of them serving the first Thanksgiving dinner. You know, and all this with the Indians, not knowing that they was plotting the whole time. So, yeah, the whole Pocahontas story, <laughs> all of that, all, all, all that uh, 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 um, uh, combined together. So, yeah, anyway, y'all, I'm, I'm not, like I said, y'all, they, let them celebrate. Celebrate the day, but let's just put the whole thing out there. Let's put the whole thing out there. We ain't got no problem celebrating John F. Kennedy, and we know what was going on with him and Marilyn Monroe. I don't hear nobody. We got no problem celebrating John F. JFK. We celebrate JFK all day. 
We celebrate him as 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 the president that he was, and and because he was assassinated, and we celebrate his brother, all right, all right, Robert Kennedy. We but but we but we celebrate it all. We we recognize that he was sneaking Marilyn Monroe in and out of the White House, but that has not diminished who JFK was. So guess what? We can if they want if 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 the Italians and some other folks want to continue to celebrate Columbus Day, let them go ahead and celebrate Columbus Day. But let's celebrate it knowing all the facts. Because will we still have a parade for somebody who enslaved people in their own country? Is that still parade worthy? Let me say it like this. Ooh, Lord, help me. If 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 we're gonna celebrate Columbus, why not why not celebrate Jim Jones? The cult leader. Why not have a parade for him? If we go, if we if we gonna celebrate him, why 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 not why not continue to celebrate the 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 uh, 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 the Confederacy? Where is Confederate Flag Day? I mean, I'm sure there probably is one somewhere, but where is it, where is the Confederate Flag Day? Why not celebrate that? Why not just do a march to to for for for, uh, for that purpose? If you're going to celebrate Columbus Day, because, it, because at the end of the day, what, what's the difference? What's the difference? You enslaved people. You put people in bondage who were free before you showed up. This ain't like uh, them coming to Africa and taking us from Africa and bringing us over here. This is they showed up over here and enslaved the ones that were already here. But we're going to celebrate that. We, can, we still want to have marches and parades and, 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 and celebrate. I'm sorry. Can I take it a step further? And I know this is probably not going to be real popular, but I don't do this show for popularity purposes. I think anybody black, and I know that there's some financial pieces to it. No, it really, it really ain't because you don't get no money for marching no parade. You get, you get seen, and you might get a little exposure. But you don't get any there, – there's no – uh, there's no real financial or fiduciary gain. I like that word, fiduciary. Uh, there's no real uh, gain from being in a parade. I saw a whole lot of black folks in the Columbus Day Parade today. That's the last parade we ought to be in. That's the last parade we ought to be in. Because we no longer have what used to be called the African American Liberation Day Parade. That That, that back in the day got no... Uh, uh, media coverage, but used to march from Jackson and Central all the way down uh, Austin, uh, then from Austin and Madison all the way to Garfield Park. That's where it ended. Back in my high school days, it was called the African American Liberation Day Parade. I just wonder how long are we going to continue to celebrate uh, these people and not put the truth up. Felicia said, "Don't be mad at the Italians." I love. Yeah, I remember they talked about it. They talked about it, and that that, that was a big show. That 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 was a big show. Uh, uh, that was a big part of the Sopranos. That was a huge. That that was a big plot. That was a big plot twist uh, for 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 the Sopranos when 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 uh, they were they went to go protest. They were mad that the Indians were protesting the Columbus Day Parade. Yeah. Chief Felicia says, you have some blacks that don't like Malcolm X and love Martin King. Absolutely. 
But let the truth be told about them all. Right? I remember when, 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 the, when the word came out, I don't remember how old I was, when the word came out that Martin Luther King possibly had an affair. Remember hearing about that? That he, that he, that he supposed that the FBI sent some pictures or something. I don't know if that, was that true? I, I want to say it was. Well, I'm not sure. Uh, uh, but that, that Martin Luther King had an affair. Uh, yeah, here it is. So it says, uh, newsguys.com. Let me look at, look at, look at it. says, yeah, there's a picture of, uh, yeah, we'll accept the cookies. That's going to be my crazy. Uh, I don't see it on here. But it says that there was a picture of, um, here it is. It says, uh, they thought the illicit affairs would destroy him, but the press wouldn't touch it. Yeah. So supposedly, supposedly the FBI had pictures or whatever, and they sent them to, uh, to Cora. Um, that 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 they thought would um, you know who they thought would would break him down. Even if it, even even if it was true, this says when they started to wiretap and mount Dr. King, they learned that he was having extramarital affairs. Uh, that's when they switched gears. Uh, King's longstanding associate with fellow activist and lawyer Stanley Levinson, a man believed that strong blah 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 blah, blah to the Communist Party. Uh, then it says documents showed how the FBI played on negative stereotypes of black men at the time, portraying him as unable to control his sexual appetite, uh, therefore unfit to be a leader of black America. However, there was a snag, unlike today, uh, when Paula says everything is scandalous and tortured. It was a time when more risque stories were seen as liability rather than a scoop. Uh, he says, you have to remember back in the 60s, the American press didn't dig into people's personal lives the way we do today. It wasn't part of their agenda. It was something they were going to grab onto, uh, so, so they all rejected it. Yeah. It says the most explosive moment of that attempt came in 1964 when the FBI sent recordings and a letter to King's wife claiming to expose his alleged infidelities, calling him a beast, a pervert, and a monster, and a hypocrite. Uh, the poorly typed anonymous letter concluded with an ultimatum that King do one thing, uh, do the one thing left you to do, uh, uh, take your own life, is what they told him. No content with accusation, numerous affairs, drinking, and so-called uh, none of this stuff. Notes from the audio recording in which King said to be looking on and laughing while a woman is attacked raised questions due to the thing. Uh, the weeks following the letter, the letter's arrival, King is said to have undergone a real emotional crisis during which he became desperately afraid his sex life would expose his raw uh, detail to the American public. Despite FBI's attempts to expose King as a fraud. Uh, using recording evidence, no papers printed the story. His wife stood by him, and he was rewarded Nobel Peace Prize later that year. Uh, but yeah, there was never any. Again, if it were true, if it were true, this was a story that came up from the FBI. I don't know. We I don't know because I've never seen the pictures. I don't know if they were in some file somewhere. But again, we gonna honor who we gonna honor. But let's not be let's not be afraid. Let's not be afraid to tell the whole truth. Let's not be afraid to tell the whole truth. Felicia done already kicked it off with the four-piece check-in. We're going to jump into that right now, the four-piece, four-piece check-in. Here we go, here we go. Y'all know what it is. What church did you attend yesterday? That's number one. What church did you attend yesterday? Who preached yesterday? Who preached yesterday? What was the sermon title yesterday, and what was the scripture that it came from? That's the four pieces. Who preached? I'm sorry. What church? Who preached? Uh, sermon title and scripture. 
what church, who preached, sermon title, and scripture. That's the four-piece check-in. Let's get it in. Felicia already kicked it off. She says, in the virtual women's group, the speaker was Stephanie Davis' sermon. Your prayers may be for a new address, new environment, new mindset, and new relationship. The text came from Ephesians 4, 22, and 24. Ephesians 4, 22, and 24, and Isaiah. I like to say it like that. Isaiah. <laughs> That's when you're real old. Isaiah 43 and 18. Let's look and see what thus says the scripture. Uh, let me grab that, 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 that first one that Ephesians says. Uh, that ye put off concerning the former conversation, the old man, which is corrupt according to the deceitful lust, and be renewed in the spirit of your mind, and that ye put on the new man, which after God is created in righteousness and true holiness. Huh? Uh, then Isaiah 43 and 18 says, uh, remember ye not the former things, neither consider the things of old. Behold, I will do a new thing. Now it shall spring forth. Shall ye know it? Oh, I like that. I like that. Let me go back to the title again. Let me catch it. Uh, uh, your present before a new address, new environment, new mindset. new. I like that. Okay, that flows for me, Felicia. I like that. I like that. I like that. So the virtual women's group, is it in a Zoom room or is it somewhere where other people can watch it? You have to be invited. I think you said you have to be invited, don't you? Mm-hmm. Yeah, you have to be invited. Did you get invited? Yeah. Tanya ain't got no invite yet, so she can tell, talk about it. Felicia, you got to send an invite to Latanya. So while she uh, getting dressed in the morning, she can tune in. While she getting dressed, she can tune in. Thank you, Felicia, for the four-piece check-in. Come on, y'all, four-piece four piece check-in. It's time, it's time, it's time, not for the percolator, but it's time for you all to come on and check on in. It's about 11, 12, 13 of y'all floating around here on the different versions of um, the different versions of this. At least that's what I see. I might be wrong, but I don't know. Uh, but y'all can check in wherever you are. Uh, I see a handful of y'all on YouTube. A uh, few of y'all on the TTLO page, a few of y'all on my page, a few of y'all on my Elder King page. Uh, the Ebenezer page dipped off for a minute, but I see y'all out there, so come on, check in. Let me know what church did you go to, who preached yesterday, what was the sermon title, and what was the scripture. Come on, check in with your boy. Check in with your boy. Uh, she said, send the invite. Zoom last week was at my house. Oh, okay. <laughs> so come on, come on, come on, come on, y'all. Do the four-piece check-in. Help me out. I know I saw some uh, FaithWorks and Vision folk on here. Normally, they beat everybody out, uh, but Felicia won today. Uh, but come on, get the four-piece check-in, y'all. I'm curious. I'm curious. Tanya, you going to do a four-piece check-in today? Yes, I am. <laughs> yes, I am. <laughs> okay, y'all. Tanya going to do her four-piece check-in. Tanya! Yes. You got a four- Why your mic ain't right? Okay, I can hear better now. No, you good. What's your? I know you good. You good. You good. Okay. What's your? What's your? Uh, question when you're done with the check in. All right, go ahead, Tanya. What's your four piece check in? Who? Let me. Let me. Let me do it like this, Tanya. Uh, what church did you go to on yesterday? I went to Ebenezer Missionary Baptist Church, uh, the birthplace of gospel music. That's what you was at yesterday. Okay, that's what you. That's what you was at yesterday. Who preached on yesterday, Latanya? Yesterday's word came uh-huh. from uh-huh. Doctor. <laughs> Dana L. King, uh-huh. Associate Minister here at 
Uh-huh. And he's a missionary back to church. It's the birthplace of God. <laughs> Where gonna... to see him pastor Reverend Darian in person. You're going to keep saying it, ain't you? Yep. <laughs> <laughs> oh, you petty. What is the... <laughs> and what was the uh, sermon title on yesterday? Oh. Yeah. Sermon title was uh-huh. Exercise Your Faith. Ah, Exercise Your Faith. Uh-huh. And uh, what was the scripture on yesterday, LaDonia? Okay. <laughs> Dr. Dana L. King came from <laughs> Hebrews 11, uh-huh. verses 1 through 6. Oh, look at God. Look at him. Huh? <laughs> Won't he be a right. Won't he be a remembrance? Yes. <laughs> <laughs> oh, God. Let me see. Hold on. Let me see what. Uh, <clears throat> let me let me like, pull up. Did I get a t-shirt or anything for this? Or? You got no. one already. You got a whole box of them somewhere. <laughs> right. Got a whole box of t-shirts. I need some new t-shirts. Did you get my stuff about new t-shirts yesterday? I gave you some new t-shirt topics yesterday. I gave you some good ones. Money. Say what? New t-shirt money. How much t-shirts cost? Bruh, go go make go make the t-shirts you asking me for. At least the mock-up <coughs> is uh-huh. the cost. The, the mock-up itself, just them showing me, is fifteen dollars, and then printing it out is thirty dollars, and then after that, you know. I got I've got some great people who make T-shirts. Okay. So yeah. I need some shirts made. I I, I went I had to go back. I haven't went back. They all gonna be black. They ain't gotta all be black. Okay then. We could do what? Was it cheaper to go light? No, it's not cheaper oh. to go light. I'm just asking because you always want a black T-shirt. Do I really? Yes. I don't know if I said do that. Or not. Yes, you did. Yes, you did. Okay. Don't don't do it. <laughs> yes, you did. <laughs> I asked some. I asked some. Some. I had to go back and and, and I'm gonna go back. Black shirt is black. Yes, I know that. Juices and berries. I'm just saying. I had some 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 stuff that should be on a t-shirt on yesterday. I I was I was feeling myself a little bit, just a little bit tired though, because I I was wore out. Uh, I was grateful too. Let me say this real quick. I uh, thank you so much, man. Yesterday was was like uh, emotionally draining. Uh, yesterday it was emotionally draining. I my uh, my mom came out. Uh, my mom hasn't been here in. Oof, uh, since shoot pandemic, so that would have been March of last year, March of this year, and then I don't think she's been here this year. Yeah, she hasn't been here this year. I think the last time she was here might have been uh, fall of of twenty. Oh wait, the pandemic hit March, March of twenty. Twenty. Right. Not been here. She ain't been here. Oh right, she hasn't been here. So so it was good to see her. Yeah, she hasn't been here since we shut the ch- church down in March of 2020. And I don't believe she'd been, she had, she'd been here uh, prior to the fall of 19 before the – I don't remember her being here with snow on the ground. Okay. I know she came to the Darius Brooks concert. Yeah, so that was the end of that. And she might have came one more time when I preached in January-ish, maybe March, February, but I don't recall. You know, I can check my book. Yeah, I don't recall. But she hasn't been here in a while Well, when I preached. And so it was. It was good to see her uh, in her in her customary spot because she seems to sit in the same spot all the time <laughs> in her in her customary spot. Uh, but my aunt came out. My aunt Monique, thank you uh, for coming out. She brought her family with her, the majority of her family. Uh, I'm about to ask uh, my uncle Jerry where he was. Look, the Lakers wasn't playing. What's your excuse? But it was football season. I get it. Uh, but uh, uh, she brought her daughter out. Uh, and and two of her daughters out. The other one is away in college. And then uh, the biggest surprise was she brought my grandmother out. Uh, yeah, that was a that was a huge one for me. I saw them coming down the aisle. Like, is this real right now? Like, uh, okay. Uh, so yeah, I was. Uh, it was it was it was a good time yesterday. It was emotionally draining. 
Uh, but yeah, the the exercising your faith is is a big is a big deal, and uh, I, I I hope that 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 some somewhere somewhere somebody um, got that somewhere somebody got that and 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 is going to start if they haven't already uh, exercising their faith and 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 doing what's necessary um, to continue to push forward. Uh, okay, Felicia says. Uh, questions when you don't check in. And y'all can keep checking in, Felicia. I can answer your question, though. She says, uh, the generation post-Gen X is a lack of respect due to poor parenting, social media, or the end times, or all of the above. All of the above. Because remember, we were talking about this. Help me, help me, help me remember. So, you know, <laughs> I, was, I was telling you about, like, my generation. Um, you know, my generation, we... We were the generation that got slapped in our mouths, mm-hmm. you know, quickly for being in adult conversation and everything else like that. And, you, you know, of course, sent to where we need to, needed to go, you know, so we wouldn't hear adult conversations and everything mm-hmm. else like that. Mm-hmm. And um, so, you, so, so you're saying when parents would send their kids to the other room and yeah. say, get out of my face. Yeah. Yeah. Get yeah. out and get out of my face. Yeah. So. And and I say that you know, like you know so then our generation we we came in with I'm gonna say we came in with the 2000 kids um, late 1999 kids and everything else like that and you know on the sole purpose of we're not gonna raise our kids like our parents raised us and everything else like that we created and I mean I mean remember when I was telling you about like how we had, you know, how you talk telling me about the fifth and sixth graders and everything that come to Jesus moment and everything else like that. Like, you know, I think some of, some of us, some of my generation need to come to Jesus moment. Like we created these monsters yes. and, and, and now, and, and now we're angry and everything. Like, you know, like I just remember today, like even today, like um, I'm not gonna call it a monster, but just the, the simple simple gratitude and everything else like that. Um, I think my daughter sneezed and I said, bless you. Do you, do you think I heard her? Thank you. <laughs> I, didn't, I didn't hear, I didn't hear nothing. These small things that mean something that shows you have respect and everything else like that. We, I think it, it was some of us and I'm like, you know, and like, you know, we need to take some ownership of it. Like, you know, when I was telling you about the fifth and sixth grade parents mm-hmm. who didn't believe in their own kids and I'm looking like, here I have proof. Yeah. My daughter is acting up and here's your kid right yeah. there with my daughter. And they were like, not in my neighborhood it's, and everything. It's refreshing to see. Um, and I commend uh, some of my, my um, um, education partners at, at the school, uh, especially the little ones, the ones who have the little ones where they say, um, you did something for them. And they turn around and they say, what do you say? You know, and they say, thank you. Mm-hmm. And some know, because some kids, you may say, what do you say? And they'd be like, I don't know. What you want me to say? Yeah, they get confused. <laughs> like, what you want me to say? Because they I, don't know, because they're not being told. That, and, and, and you're right. It does go from, it goes from, uh, it start, it's those little bitty things that, that at some point we, that, uh, they, that we, they build. We forgot yeah. mattered. Yeah. Yeah. Like you say, you sneeze and, and if you say bless you to somebody, yeah, they should they, they should say thank you, especially if it's your own people. Right. You know, I now maybe if you on the if you're on the bus or in the mall or somebody sneeze and you say bless you, maybe they'd be like, Yeah, whatever. Yeah. But your own people, yeah. But I mean I say this because like it was 
it was it was starting to dwindle with me. I remember um, back in the day, mm-hmm. my uncle, who's no longer here, he's been gone for a while, mm-hmm. and everything else like that. He wanted me to address my mom by by mom, and I'm looking like, no, dude, <laughs> like she is. X, Y, Z, and he's been that. We're not going to change that and mm-hmm. everything else mm-hmm. like that. And I remember, he's like, he, he, he threatened me. This is like, your uncle? Yeah. Mm-hmm. He, was, he, he threatened me with, like, I couldn't, like, no longer go out with, like, you know, because he, he was the he was the outing uncle. Like, oh, he's a fun uncle. <laughs> this is where I get all the outings from. He was the outing uncle. Okay. And so, and so, like, you know, he threatened the whole, like, you know, I wouldn't, well, I guess I won't be going out because it was so unfamiliar. Like, you know, if it wasn't in my, if if she didn't teach it to me and everything else like that, how unfamiliar was it for me and everything? It was like, it was like, uh, like, I don't want to take that try a minute. I don't don't want that. Mm -hmm. It's like, you know, she's always been her first name and, you know, and even now my kids call her by her first name. She doesn't want to be called anything else and everything else like that. So like, you know, and you got, these new generation grandparents, they glamma and they this and they that. Right, and right, else and right. Whatever pseudo name, but they not grandma. You know, you, you know, some of them are grandma and they they love their title and they wear it well and everything. But you can't like when we when we take a shift and, mm-hmm. and dumb it down mm-hmm. or and everything, we can't be mad. And I'm not gonna say like not Felicia, you're not mad. We just can't be like you know we can't be surprised and like well well look at here you just can't. Like, you mm-hmm. know, I have to tell my daughter all the time, she gets a, and I say a lot of things, but she, uh, um, things are, you know, given to her and everything. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, you should send a thank you card and everything else like that. You right. You do this, da, 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 blah, blah, you don't, blah. You don't have, um, my mom is super big on etiquette. And when I talk, when I mean etiquette, she is big on making sure you send out thank you cards. Making sure I remember when I got married. I'm going way back. Uh, the first time I had a whole wedding situation, you know, with people and guests and invites and all that. And she was like, my whole thing was, <laughs> it was like I just wanted to, um, I didn't want to like the thank you cards. You know, her whole thing was you have to sign every thank you card. Mm-hmm. We're not finna just get no stamp. And put in the thank you card. I just want to get a stamp, like you know. <laughs> yeah, and and they, you know, they do this now. They still do it now with the kids in school, with donors and everything else. It's like, mm-hmm. if, you know, Taylor has to do it. Well, you know, as a Daniel Murphy. Yeah, you write writer, write write a letter. You know, let, let them know, like you know, but you, it's like you, you have to pinch them, and like you know, I, and I don't have to pinch them. <laughs> Remind but like, you know, the fact that you have to put a due date behind it, that you have to fort or something gets forfeited. If you don't do it and everything else like that, how about you just won't get it anymore? Mm-hmm. Like, you know, it is, you know, it is nice to receive things when you are like, you know, when you may be just struggling and everything else. Like, how nice is it to receive some, some um, laundry detergent? Yeah. When you a, when Simple you a college, stuff. When you're a college student and everything else like that. Yeah. I think, I think part of it, part of it comes from, um, it, it is, Felicia, to go back to your original question, uh, a lot of it is um, poor parenting. It really is. I, that, that's where it starts for me because uh, the poor parenting, because here's the deal. Poor parenting will then, will then dictate what your kid receives from social media. Think about that. Poor parenting will then dictate how influential social media is on your kid. Because 
I am, you know, it, 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 again, some people might, you know, I guess if, if I was in a situation where, where uh, uh, my son had been in the house with me in the midst of, uh, 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 so like right now, if, if, if it, let, let's, let's say, uh, um, you know, like for instance right now with Taylor and, 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 and Jalen, if they were 13 and 14 years old and we were all in the house together at the age of 13 and 14, right? Uh, 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 I think, I think um, the, the influences would be different because I would be, based off what I see on social media now, not that I would be wanting to see their pages, I would just be more involved in what they were, what they saw and what they didn't. The stuff on TikTok is outrageous. The stuff that's on Facebook is outrageous. Yes, adults, we laughing at it and we doing all that kind of stuff, but, you know, some stuff was kept away from us as children on purpose. Like you said earlier, you couldn't sit in the room with grown folks. Go on in the back, go outside, go play, go do something. You know, and I was the only child. So if my mama was around, like my mama took me everywhere with her. But when I, wherever we got where we got, if they had some kids, that's where you better be because you're not going to sit under me. Mm-hmm. <laughs> right? So go, go play. And so then, I mean, like you know. But now it's different. The sit under me generation, yeah. You yeah. Can sit, you can sit, and they and they got an opinion. And they can give you their opinion. And, they and have, it's funny. And they have more information. Like you know, uh, what was that? Like you said, TikTok in the age of TikTok. What was the? It's a TikTok where, where all of a sudden you get all the bleeps and blurs because you went and said this right. on, you know, or you call yourself being at the most pettiest level. And everything else like that, and so now everybody, like you know, everybody's now ringing your phone and everything, and it's like it's like that on face on Facebook, like you know, as soon as you hit the hospital, like you know, everybody pay for me, girl, what's wrong with you? Da 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 da. Like you know, it's just all all of this rambling to get attention and everything else like that. Uh, real quick, and I don't want to miss the comments. Uh, bless you, Sister Bernice. Was she here yesterday? I didn't see you if you were here yesterday. Uh, Bernice says, I was going to tell you who preached at my church, but I forgot where the text was from. But the pastor was Dr. Taylor King. <laughs> I had to remind someone today about exercising their faith. Felicia says, I had to check my son's friends the other day, calling me Felicia, Miss Felicia or Miss Brown. He was in shock that I said that. I was trained that way. Yeah. Bernice Johnson goes on to say, thank you and excuse me. Just came natural when I was young. Uh, Felicia says, I had to sneak to hear Eddie Murphy. Uh, I believe it kept us innocent. They are exposed to everything. Uh, Bernice Johnson said she was here yesterday. I, did I speak? Johnson, I see you. I know I hugged on a couple of y'all. We broke all kind of protocol yesterday. Don't tell nobody. Because uh, y'all was hugging on me, so I hugged y'all back. <laughs> you got video footage. <laughs> of what? No, I was playing. I'm just playing. Of her being here? <laughs> of, of her. Oh. Was she in the quiet? No, she didn't, you, didn't say, you didn't get in the quiet yesterday, Sister Johnson. That's what it was. You ain't been in the quiet standing in a while, but I understand. Uh but yeah, I was yeah I I I, I was uh, uh, you had video of me hugging people in the walking out yes, the back. I, I said you flipped the camera. Oh okay. Oh that's what I said. Let me see what it was. She's <laughs> like you ain't show me. Uh anyway, but no I I think I think using simple things like thank you and excuse me has went along. Uh we we've lost that simple etiquette, the simple of 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 the simpleness of just being nice and being respectful. Um, you know, I appreciate, you know, uh, uh, and Felicia, that, I'm, I'm glad you said that she said she had to check one of her son's friends. You have to, you have to now, you know, again, it's how you were raised. Here's the difference. 
you know, because you, you mentioned you called your mom Connie. Right? I didn't say her name out loud, did I? I'm sorry. Okay. Oh, well. You want to say, you want to say your mama name out loud? Yeah, everybody knows my mama name, okay. Cheryl. All you right. Know, they, cool. I say Cheryl all day. All yeah. right, then. <laughs> okay. Anyway, okay. sorry. This way. Uh, you, but you, you always called your mom that name? Always. You never called her mom? Never. Like, ever? Never. When you were even, like, little, little? Somebody going to have to show me. <laughs> And video cameras weren't out. But that, but is that what she told you to do? Is that what she had to? Because you got I it from knew. somewhere. That's what I knew. That's what I knew. It's not, I didn't change it at five. She has been Connie since. Was your grandmother in the house with you all? Or was it all? Was it you and her and, 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 and Mikey or something? Just you, her, and Mikey? All of us. It was the whole clan in the house back when I was little. So your aunts and all of them? Yes. Okay. And so what did you call your grandmama? We call it something, but it's not grandma. Okay. I guess it was a it was a variation. And your of aunt her that that Mich- your aunt what did you call her? Her first name? Yeah. Okay. Okay. Yeah. I I didn't I I never my family I'm, I'm it's quite similar because my mother but my mother says her reason for doing it she says was not to confuse me because my great grandmother was in the house with us. And my great-grandmother raised my mother. So my great-grandmother called my, grand, my, my mother, let me rephrase all this, my mother called my great-grandmother mama. Mm-hmm. So, so, so um, she, because that's what she, who she called her. So because as a kid, I see you calling her mama, then I too called her mama. So my mother said she made the decision at some point that when I was learning to talk and say the word mama, I was always looking at my great grandmama. Mm-hmm. So she did not want me to, even though I knew who my mother was, mm-hmm. she said, she said, well, you, you know, so it was like, my name is Cheryl. So I always called her Cheryl. Mm-hmm. So it was always weird because adults and other kids looked at me like I was crazy. I mean, I get the stairs too. Because it would be like, hey, you know, hey, Cheryl, can I go outside? <laughs> and they'd be like, you know, right, you know, or you know, and it wasn't, out, and it wasn't me being disrespectful. That's how it was. But I never call, you know, how people call their auntie auntie. Mm-hmm. You know, like I'm an adult, and I do it now just to tease my auntie Monique because she's younger than me. So I call her auntie auntie Monique. <laughs> I do it just because she's younger than me. Uh, you know, but my aunts have always been their first name. They've always been Joanne and, you know, the rest. It's always been that. My uncle David, I never called him uncle David. He's always been David. Uh, and I think it's because of the age gaps. There's never been that, you know, when you think of, and maybe it's just me, maybe TV for me. Maybe when you think of uncle, you think a lot older. I don't, it, it wasn't that. Mm-hmm. It's something that you are trained with yeah. and everything else like that. Like I told you, my uncle was really big on it. And he so he was trying to ch- change everybody's vocabulary. I was not going, like I said. And, but I, like my, his daughter, mm-hmm. she, she says, she calls my aunt T.T. Shell. Okay. Okay. Yeah. That's fine. Right. A lot of people are T.T.'s. Yeah. You know. So like, you know, she, she's still giving her the title. But you know, you still using her name. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm, <laughs> so mm-hmm. I mean, it was our generation. Mm-hmm. It was it was this generation now that got it mixed up. Like you know, we got tired of being slapped in our mouths and everything else, and like you know, and and being like you know, I guess softened 
to like not you, you don't have to say everything. You know, we come from that era. You don't have to say everything that you right. But right. But but now this new generation is if you see it, say something, and you're supposed to speak up because like you know you because you have a voice. So a lot of things have changed and everything else. Like, that's why I say I get mad sometimes. We talked about this before. Like when you will always want to know about like how come we couldn't get the next generation in here? Because mm-hmm. I'm like, you know, stop focusing on them because they, in a way they were like so disrespectful and everything. Mm-hmm. How come they couldn't go? How come they can't listen to the rules and abide by the rules that we had and everything else like that? How come they get to flip the script? Like I'm like, like you know, I guess in a way you could almost say I'm envious of them because they have they have a voice and they're able to. They're able to say things and everything else like that. But meanwhile, like, you know, say something wrong and you got them knuckles to the mouth and everything else like that. <laughs> Y'all know, every everybody knows, everybody got the knuckles to the mouth or they got the pinch underneath the arm and everything else like that. But, you know, this this generation that's out and like, you know, and I'm not talking about my kids and everything, but mm-hmm. like, you know, the ones, the ones up under, under me, mm-hmm. they are they are free and everything else like that. And I'm like, like, you know, and I'm in amazement. Like, you know, I'm in amazement. Like, wow, you are so disrespectful. Like you need to be taken down and not. Mm-hmm. But also I'm like, wow, you get to say what you want and everything else like that. How many times have I been told that like, it's about the way I said it. And you're like, you know, you mad at my delivery. Maybe it needs to be said that way. <laughs> I'm sorry. I'm take not take some of that bass out. Take some of that bass out your voice. Right. Okay. <laughs> no, I am. Um, I am of the mindset that uh, I've never been like. I've always cringed when I've heard children, especially those that were my age or the ones that came a little bit after me, talk to their parents a certain kind of way, or an elder a certain kind of way. Even now. Even now, uh, I've been around uh, older people my entire life, especially uh, being in ministry. Uh, it always, and you see uh, grandmothers in your churches uh, who have grandchildren, and the grandchildren are somewhat, um, for lack of better words, we'll just say disrespectful. Mm-hmm. And it, it, I've always cringed. And then even my mother will tell you, we haven't been to the store together in a long time, but you know, I used to hate going to the store with my mother as an adult. And I'm talking about a full-grown adult. I'm I used about... to hate the conversation where you tell me when you would call work. Oh, yeah. And they would, they would, they, and they would make Oh, me. I would call my mom. They would try to make me. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I would call my mother's job. <clears throat> and so they had uh, the phone rang on everybody's desk when you called. You know, because they didn't have – something would happen. And so, so I would call. I'd be like, all right. I'd be like, hey, can I speak to Sugar King, please? And they knew who I was. And they'd be like, is this Dana? I'd be like, yeah. Uh, uh, you better say that's your mama. Say, say, say you want to speak to your mama. And I was like, I said I want to speak to Cheryl King. And they would literally like put me through the grease. Right. And then it would only be when she heard them teasing me that she would come get like, like y'all stop it. Like, like you know, what is it? You know, because I'm doing what I'm supposed to do. You told me to call you when I get home from school because I'm a latchkey kid breaking all the laws in the world. Right. You told me, I'm, you know, it's 2.30. I'm home from school. I'm calling my mama at work like she told me to do. So, you know, um, it, it's situations like that. But I'm talking about being an adult, 30 years old in the store with your mother, and your mother sees another kid going off on his mama or his grandmama. And my mother, I'm 30, and she would turn around and look at me and say, I want to hit you right now just for what they do. And I'm like, I ain't did nothing. But it's just, but, yeah. But 
that's that slap in the yeah mouth. like like you're not finna act up in the store because i'm gonna wherever you act up at i'm gonna act up right with you right. and 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 and, I, and and again i'm not talking about abusing kids i'm not talking about that you know because sometimes we do take it a little overboard i'm talking about just that putting a stop on the disrespect before the disrespect grows out of control because i think I, if we did it early enough we would we would uh uh we we would we would we wouldn't see this level of disrespect that we see now. This is like the ultimate um like you know un- unlike wife swap, this is a generational swap mm-hmm. and everything else like that cuz what goes on in one house is not exactly going on in you know in the in the next person's house yeah. as well. Yeah. And everything else like that. And so, like, you know, if we want to talk about manners, yeah, thank you, excuse me, and, you know, everything else like that. Like, you know, those those things need to be taught. Like, you know, but you, you don't know where people come from. Mm-hmm. It, like, you know, it's almost like how we say um, the word car in different – in different car. Yeah, car. We, we <laughs> get the car. We all off in Chicago. You have That's to, how they say it in Boston, too, though. They even worse. Yeah. But, yeah. but you have – so you you have to give some 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 leeway and everything else like that because yes. people are taken aback by it. And so like you know, like I don't know if said friend was being disrespectful mm. or if that's something like he isn't used to within. You talking about Felicia's son's yeah, friend? Yeah, yeah it's probably it's probably what he was used to. Yeah, yeah. So like you know, like you know, it, like you know, and it, it, it may be a heart heart grabbing moment. Like oh wait, like know, I, I hear know. you call your mom by her first name. But I always address her as Miss. I put a Miss in front of the first name. Okay. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> yeah. I, I, you know, it's just that's just you know, uh, yeah. I mean, it's just it's it's just that it's just that thing. It's just like um, my kids call me Ma. Your, yeah, your kids call you Ma. I just can't see Latanya though. Like I can't see I can't see them. Like you know, we I mean. They I think Jayla tried it once. Or was it Taylor? Somebody tried they, they it. They try it. But they, they try it in fun. Trying to be funny. Yeah, they don't try it. Right, 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 right. Everything. Right. It's like you know, I just can't. I can't. I mean, like you know. Now it was weird for me calling my. And it, now this is one, and, and it's not a sign of disrespect, but this was weird for me because I call my grandmother Jamie. I call my grandmother Jamie, you and sure my do. and my father's. Mother, I call her Miss Walker. Yeah, I've never called either one of them grandmother. I just think for you <clears throat> and for me, there's a reason why. It's a general. It's a yeah. It's a it's a reason. There's a reason why it's, it's because reason. you can't. I'm. I, it's it's just like. I, I I guess I guess here 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 is here is where I think we take the level of respect. This is where you have to draw the line. If you birthed me. But were never ever, but never played the role of mother, like ever. Are you still mama, or are you life giver? <laughs> you know what I'm saying. So if if you've never treated if 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 it's just like a, a, a like and, and we and we quick to do it with fathers, we quick to do it with daddies. We don't do it so quick with mamas. But we real quick to do it with daddies. It's very if, unspoken. If, I've seen right, it in but if my daddy generation. if daddy was never around, daddy never did his job, then daddy daddy is uh uh hey what's up John? <laughs> you know because you were never there. So or is it just because 
or, 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 is, or is that respect automatic because that's who 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 knocked your mama up? It, it, uh, because I say that to say I said this yesterday in my uh, the Bible says honor. So no matter what they've done, so calling them out of their first name is this by their first name is being dishonorable. I guess is my question: Is that being dishonorable? Is it being dishonorable? To call a let, let's 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 just let's 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 use this scenario and we're gonna move on from this because Felicia you just set me up but uh uh let's 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 do it like this if you've never been a presence in that person's life in a meaningful or positive way yes you are still their mother but what's wrong with them calling you hey how you doing you know it's good to see you John is that that's disrespectful. Hey, you know, you because you've never you've never played you've never been a father, you've never made an attempt to be a father, right? Like I, I you know what? We don't have to use no example. You, you don't got to use for example. I, I, I'll be overly transparent. My, my, the, 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 the dude, the, the, let me not it's you. It's you. Uh, 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 my biological father, his name is Joel. And he gonna always just be Joe, cause he was never. I, 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 the Jesus would have to come sit right here in this chair and say, "I need you to call him Daddy." <laughs> he would have to sit right here, watch this, and get on this microphone. Yeah, he plugged up this microphone over here. I am Jesus, and say, "Uh, uh, uh, I need you to call him Daddy." Like that. That that's how that would have to work for me. So you gonna call him dad if you know if it means you know getting into the pearly gates. That that might that 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 yeah. If, but if, if somebody got to show me that though, <laughs> yeah. Because just like just like Felicia said, it doesn't matter. The Bible says honor no matter what. The Bible also says provoke not your children to anger. <laughs> so. so. So oh, I, Vivian, oh, some other. Vivian said, oh, hello. She said, I had older parents from the South. As a little girl, I called my mother by her first name, almost got slapped in the mouth. Also had to call my parents, sisters, and brothers as auntie or uncle. Yeah, and, and, and that is a, that is a, I'm not saying that, I'm asking the question for someone who has never played the role, even though they have the position by default, because that's like you becoming the position by default. You my daddy by default. You never been one, but you by, by default, you my daddy. So so you know you're you're my you're you're my father, but I'm not going to call you that because you have not earned because so I I guess here's the question because and, and, and can can we be oh can we be extra right now extra extra uh 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 direct just because you shoot some sperm don't make you daddy. Biologically, it does, but the but the prerequisite, the work that's been done, just because you can pop a baby out, don't make you mama. It makes you a mother. Mama and mother is two different things. Father and daddy is two different things. So 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 if you you know just because you popping babies out all over the place don't make you don't make you daddy or baby daddy. How does that? A child sees you based off how you have affected their life. A child will see you 
between based on how you have affected their life. I remember at my great grandmother's funeral, I wasn't going to say anything when my great grandmother died. Uh, uh, she 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 died on her eighty the day before her eighty eighth birthday. She died nineteen ninety eight March twenty fifth, about two hours before she would have been eighty eight. And 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 I remember I wasn't I wasn't nowhere in nobody's ministry back then. Trust me. Uh, but I remember uh, being at the funeral and they asked uh, the funeral was at Greater Love down the street from Kingdom over there. And I remember being at the funeral and, and uh, people were getting up and they were making statements and, you know, all that kind of stuff, you know, the remarks. And so my mom wasn't going to go up to my mom. My mom, is done, my mom doesn't do public speaking. That's just not going to be her deal. Uh, so I sat there for the longest and I heard all these people getting up, telling all these great stories and all that kind of stuff. So, you know, at one point, I, because there was a combination of me being um, sad at the funeral and then a com- and, and angry at the funeral just because of the way some things had played out with you know and 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 so i remember walking up to the pulpit because that's where the remarks were at the in the pulpit i'm like oh so i walked up to the pulpit in uh, uh at greater love uh, uh baptist church over there on fulton and i got up there and uh i told the story I told the story about me and LeJohn fighting and LeJohn hitting her in the head mm-hmm. uh, uh, while we was fighting in the house. While he was fighting in the house. And, you know, and everybody laughed. But I closed it out with, I said, I know that Cheryl, I pointed, I said, Cheryl King is my mother. There is no doubt about that. And she, and, 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 and as my mama will say, he knows who I am. She'll say that in a minute. Mm-hmm. And I pointed at my mother. I said, that's my mother sitting right there. I said, that's my mother, and I know that that's my mother, and I know who she is, and she knows who I am. But I pointed down at the casket. I said, but this was my mama. <laughs> right? Because that's who, and, and, my, and I, didn't, I didn't want for anything as a child. I was a spoiled, rotten, still am brat at 51. <laughs> 50 plus 1. 50 plus 1. I'm, 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 I'm a full-on spoiled brat, but I recognized that my mother, watch this, watch this. My mother went to work for every day that I know of, uh, that I could remember. My mama has always had two jobs. So when I was at home, my great grandmother was playing mama to me. That's who had me in the kitchen. That's who had me uh, 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 picking greens. That's who had me doing all this stuff in the kitchen when I came home from school. That was my, I didn't care. I could go outside and play or I could stay in the house and, 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 and help her whip cakes, you know, or, or, or teach me how to crack the egg without dropping the shell in it, you know, or with one hand and do all that kind of stuff. So, so, so uh, it was always for me, God bless you, ladies, I see you. Uh, it was always uh, that thing for me, but it's about it, it was about the respect. Now I would never dare call my great grandmother by her first name, right? Because that was a that was a level of respect that had been earned, that had been earned. So thank y'all. I, I appreciate all y'all comments on the on the on the on the thing. Uh, Felicia, thanks for sending me off. Uh, great send off mission. Appreciate you. Uh, you got to give the salute. Right. Yeah. Uh, great send-off mission. Look, we're going to take a real quick break. When we come back, we're going to jump into our subject. Six ways to pray 
when it doesn't seem like it's working. Six ways to pray when it doesn't seem like it's working. Uh, let's do this. Let's do this. Let's do this. We're going to have a little bit. Let's, let's do, uh, where is it at? Where is it at? Where is it at? There she is. Let's do a little bit. We ain't did praise party uh, in a minute. So let's get a little bit of that. Praise party, y'all. Be right back. Two T's, one L, one O, T T L O. Radio. Let's do Yes sir, yes sir, yes sir, yes sir. Praise party. That's by my little sister, Lanasia Tyson. Uh, still from her EP release. Dare to praise different. Uh, praise party, praise party. Get it now. Download it, download it, download it. Stream it. Do whatever you got to do. Uh, it is a great song. Felicia, thank you for the uh, uh, the song recommendation. Great thing. Thank you for that. Uh, let me play a little bit of that uh, while we are doing this. Uh, I got to give you this. Got to give you this. We have we have partnered with, um, uh, with uh, Tarina Page. Uh, she's an amazing playwright uh, from Chicago, West Side Chicago, West Side girl uh, from Chicago, and we have partnered with her. Uh, we partnered with her before uh, for for her stage play, but she has an amazing stage play coming up. And it simply says, when you've been pushing uncomfortable memories out of your consciousness and failing to deal with them. They seem to explode when we least expect it. Tamar is a brilliant play, uh, one that promises a powerful experience for audiences who will not only experience breathtaking performances, but will also be asked to confront one of the most heart-wrenching subjects, sexual abuse. 
This traumatic experience is even worse when it comes from the people you know and trust. Will the young girl be able to recover from the scars left on her by her brother? Will she let this trauma define her fate? Come find answers to these questions with us Saturday, November 13th at Freedom Baptist Church, 4541 uh, Harrison Street, Hillside, Illinois. Uh, Again, the play is called Tamar. It's going to be an awesome, awesome play. Uh, If you did not know, uh, she is, again, an amazing, amazing writer. you got to check out this play. We will be there. The tickets are only $35. You can get them on Eventbrite. Uh, I think Tanya will put that in the uh, uh, she'll put that out there uh, in the chat box for you, or I can do it. Um, uh, but it's called the, again. The play is Tamar. Uh, Tamar, the stage play uh, is going to be great. I hope. I hope. I hope you guys are able to make it November twelfth through the fourteenth. Actually, um, oh no, this is an older. She didn't update her. Oh, she still got the old thing on her page. I tried to go to the on her page and get it. Why she didn't take that down yet? Anyway, uh, but it is a stage play. Uh, and it's going to be there. Uh, there's only a few, how many, maybe about 100 tickets, about 200 tickets left, maybe? 100? Say that again. I'm sorry, I had you mm-hmm. muted. I'm sorry. Go ahead. You good. Maybe about 100 tickets left. Okay, about 100 tickets and we left. we have some. Okay. We have some. Come get them. Uh, oh, here we go right here. She says, we're allowing business owners a chance to pitch your business product, service the church to over 800 attendees. Uh, so, yeah, so it's out there right now. Uh, so don't miss it. You don't want to miss it. You don't want to miss it. Uh, again, it's Tamar, uh, the stage play. It is going to be really, 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 really good. So check it out. Uh, November 13th, Freedom Baptist Church, uh, 4541. Uh, and again, uh, it's based off the story of Tamar from Second Samuel in the Bible. Uh, you know the story of, uh, you know Tamar's story. Uh, so this is a stage play based on that. Tickets are $35. If you want to get you some tickets, uh, let me find the event weapon to I'm looking for the event bright thing I know it's in here somewhere uh we can drop it in the link um uh drop it in the link for you or call us or call us you can just hit us up for the tickets we have actual tickets in hand uh that we are helping her uh to to move so you can definitely do that with us uh you can get that now it is a play for mature audiences it is a play for mature audiences let's not be let's not be confused it is a play for mature audiences so uh, definitely, definitely, you want to uh, uh, make sure you're able to, to attend and, and come with an open mind, man. That's going to be good stuff. It's going to be good stuff. I'm excited for her. Uh, but, oh, here it is right here, Eventbrite. Boom. Took me long enough to get there. Uh, let me drop this in the chat box for everybody. Uh, Felicia, I'm feeling the song. I feel it. I feel it. I'm, I'm, I'm listening to it now. It's playing in the background. Um, but I'm talking over it because Facebook will mute it if I don't figure that part out. Um, so yeah, y'all check it out, check it out, check it out. Uh, all right. Six ways, six ways to pray when it doesn't seem like it's working. Six ways to pray when it doesn't seem like it's working. Uh, the writer is Dan Reeland or Ryland. Uh, I'm sure you, you, uh, I, it's funny cause I think he just, uh, accepted my friend request, <laughs> uh, a while back. I think he just accepted. Yeah, he did. Uh, he accepted my friend request on uh, on Facebook, and um, so yeah, I've been trying to inform him uh, that when we're using his article, so hopefully that he would chime in. Um, so uh, yeah, so we're going to go forward with that. But you know his background; I've given it to you several times, um, and I'm going to give it to you one more time. Dan Ryland, 
is, come on, computer, work with me. There he is. Dan Ryland. Uh, it says Dan Ryland serves as the executive pastor at one twelve at Twelve Stone Church in Lawrenceville, Georgia. He previously partnered with John Maxwell for twenty years, first as the executive pastor at Skyline Westland uh, Church in San Diego, then as the vice president of leadership at church uh, and church development at Enjoy Church. Uh, he and Dr. Maxwell still enjoy partnering on a number of church-related projects together. Uh, so we're talking about twenty years of experience here. So I, you know, I, I, I trust experience. Uh, I trust experience. I trust experience. Um, uh, I do. I do. I trust experience uh, a whole lot, a whole lot. Um, so here we go. Uh, six ways to pray when it doesn't seem like it's working. Six ways to pray uh, when it doesn't seem like it's working. The writer says, uh, you know God loves you. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You know God loves you. You know he answers prayer. Uh, you know your eternal destiny is secured. You know these things. You know these things. But have you ever secretly or quietly wondered, God, are you with me right now? Mm. Uh, intellectually, biblically, you know he is. But in the quiet of the night, it might not always feel that way. I like this already. At times, the, uh, that is the life of a leader. Perhaps you have someone you care about in the hospital. Maybe you're concerned about the stability of your church this fall. Uh, You might be troubled about where we are as a country. Your personal stress levels are rising. You carry responsibility. You care and you pray. Yet, at times, it may seem like your prayers hit a wall. They don't seem to be working. Uh, Are they getting through? Are you praying the right things? You wonder what God has in mind. He says, that's, the nat- that's natural, but here's the danger. Here's the danger. When you wonder if your prayers are actually working, the enemy has you right where he wants you. Oh, God, that's good. When you're wondering whether or not your prayers are working, the enemy has you right where he wants you. Discouraged, maybe even ready to surrender your passion and your love for ministry. So keep praying. When things aren't going well, that's the time. Now more than ever, not to surrender. But how? So the writer says, let me push pause for a second and say, if you're a person in a really good place, great. But please know that many of your brothers and sisters who lead are struggling. Find them. Encourage them. Pray for them. Pray with them. But let's get back to the how. So here we go. Six ways to pray when it doesn't seem like it's working. Six ways to pray when it doesn't seem like it's working. Number one says, be honest. Be honest. Be honest. Be honest. Be honest. The writer says, <clears throat> be honest with God about your concerns, your true emotions, especially if your prayers don't seem to be getting through. That's the beginning of prayer in tough times and spiritual breakthroughs. God will meet you where you're at. You might be overwhelmed, overworked, bewildered. You may even be discouraged, but God will meet you in your honesty. Or it might be a bunch of little things, <clears throat> but the cumulative effect is unrelenting, therefore exhausting. Jesus knows what you feel. He felt it too. When you're honest, you connect with his spirit in a way that you sense it. You may still wonder about the outcomes of prayer, but you know he's with you. I think that's one of the things where, that honestly, um, for some reason, and we talked about this about prayer before, that's the part that we seem to struggle with, which really should be the easiest part. But for some reason, we find it the most difficult is being honest with God. 
Because here is the deal. It's not like you're talking to somebody that don't know. It's not like you're talking to somebody that you created this false image about or this false facade or anything like that. This is God. And so you would think, well, God, I might well go ahead and tell you because I know you already know. You would think it would be easy to be honest with God. But for some reason, that's where we have, uh, we appear to have the most difficulty. Because, I, and, and I've said this before, I think it's because sometimes we, we treat God in some areas that, that God is so far removed that we like to believe in our minds that he don't already know. So, so when it comes to having the conversation with God, we're, 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 we, 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 we are, uh, what's, what's the term? Uh, 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 lying by omission. <laughs> so we think if we don't say it, it ain't true. We think if, 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 if we don't tell God what, what's really, what the real problem is, that, you know, we want God to figure it out, but we don't want to say it. We don't want to say, God, I'm struggling with this. Because by saying it, you own it. And you realize that as long as you, and, you and, and we fooled ourselves into believing, as long as I don't say it, then, then, then some kind of way in the back of my little bitty pea brain, I don't, have to, I don't have to take ownership of it because I'm not saying it. That's the, that's the way we think, and, and it's scary that we believe that. It's unfortunate that we believe it. But it's also scary that we believe it. Because at some point, at some point, if you're going to be honest with anything, with anybody, can we at least be honest with the person that's not going to condemn us for it? Can we at least be honest with the person or the deity that's not going to condemn us for it? Is, or is that asking for too much? Is that asking for too much to 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 to, to show to, to 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 be transparent with God? Is that is that is that asking for too much? I wonder. I wonder uh, 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 if 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 we could have that moment of honesty, that moment of transparency with God, how much weight we would take off ourselves if we did that. Number two. Number two says, believe that God can move the mountain you need moved. (laughs) Believe that God can move the mountain that you need moved. Here's what the writer says. He says, there are times when our faith is challenged. We pray for the miracle, but allow our human interpretation of the situation to dull our faith. Oh, I might have just preached that. He says, Lord, teach us to pray with great faith. Mm-hmm. Human circumstances are real, and they influence how we pray. We are not to pray flippantly or foolishly, but still believe that God can. The moment you stop believing that God can doesn't change God. It changes how you pray, and sometimes if you pray. The writer says it's easy to get stuck in that thin space between knowing God can, but not believing he will. I just talked, oh, God, help me. Huh? Go ahead. And then he says, uh, so don't make up God's mind for him. Pray your heart's desire. What you got? Oh, uh, 
Oh, okay. So my my thoughts. Your I'm thoughts. A, Come on. I'm not a, I'm not a freaker or anything. No, but you sound like a doctor. <laughs> no, I, I just want to I just want to know <laughs> if on. I'm right or wrong or anything else like that. But like, cause number two is like a really great point mm-hmm. and everything. So I I've been reading, and so the one thing I've um, learned is that you should be able to you should um, speak to your mountain mm. and everything. Come on so, in. Mm-hmm. So like you know you should be like so you should have courage and and strength to talk to talk to it and everything else like that so i no i don't know if i'm right or wrong but like you know let me know or anything else Mm -hmm. like that so like you know um mark 11 and 23 Mm -hmm. the message bible and nothing will be too much for you this mountain for instance just say go jump in the lake no shuffling or shilly shallying and it's good it's done Mm. so it's just like so I like, you know, I love point number two and everything else like that. Because if you talk to your mountain, you start to break down everything, even, even just, you know, even spats with every, like, you know what, like, you know what, I'm going to talk to this mountain, no matter how big it is, no matter if it's bothering me and everything else like that, Mm -hmm. I'm going to talk to it. If it's generational curses, I'm going to talk to it and everything else like that. Like, you know, whatever's going on, talk, don't have any fear and don't let, you know, and don't let your fear, you know, stifle you. Mm. No, that's just me. I'm sorry. No, 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 no. Don't be sorry. No, no, Mm. no, no. That's, that, that, that's the, that's the gist of it. And I'm, I'm so glad. And, you know, I know we, we thought we had did this article because we looked, uh, what, (laughs) what did she say? Hold on, let me. She said, come on, speak to the mountain, get the script. <laughs> anyway, anyway. Uh no, but this is where this is why it's so important. And I'm glad this just lets me know. I, I this just gives me a little bit more confidence in 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 preaching. Um, because it, it it's one of those things where we gotta we gotta learn how to recognize uh, uh this thing about our faith and how sometimes we can just um uh, you know, I said this yesterday Uh, because it's just like the the writer says this is what the writer says this is what the writer says he says the moment you stop believing that god can doesn't change god it changes how you pray and sometimes if you pray right but then i I, help me i I said this yesterday i i i said faith is not believing uh that he can because god can whether we believe it or not (laughs) right Come on now. Faith is not believing that he can because God can whether we believe it or not. Doesn't matter what you believe. He can whether we believe it or not. That's, 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 that's just fact. That's just fact. So, so we got to get to a point uh, the, that, that, that we believe that and not get stuck up in the what if he don't. So we, we, have, we, have, to trust God in the, we have to trust God in the midst of that. Trust God in the in the, in the midst of that, and 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 then that's where that's where the exercising of the faith, or that's where the 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 believing that God can move the mountain that you need moved, believing that He can actually do it. Well, watch this: whether He does it or not, believing that He can actually do it. Felicia says you have to be able to separate people from God. We treat God sometimes like people. He hears you, and you have to be prepared for what you. Yeah. Make room. Huh? Come on, Jonathan and Reynolds, make room. I, I, I've used this analogy before. You want new furniture, but you won't throw away the old stuff. 
you you want new furniture, but you won't throw away the old stuff. You won't prepare for it. You ain't making no room for it. Let's keep going. Let's keep going. Number three, number three, number three says, number three says, uh, ask God to reveal the bigger picture. It is a powerful song, Felicia. Ask God to reveal the bigger picture. The, 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 uh, the writer Dan Riley says this. He says, who among us knows the mind of God? Yet he gives us access to appeal to him about what we don't know or understand. The writer says, at times I thought my prayers uh, uh, were a cop-out when I pray big and bold, but then I include if it's your will. But candidly, my prayers need to be in alignment with God's will. He can't go against his own nature. And why would we pray differently than God's will? With that in mind, it's better to start our prayers with God, reveal your will to me. Yes, yes, yes. And Jesus, teach me to pray. Both of those work well for me and will work for you too. The writer says, the point is that when we have a better idea of God's purpose and plan, right where we are leading, uh-huh, we gain more confidence in our prayer. Yeah. Yeah, God is not keeping secrets from us, but we are often not ready for all he knows. Still, there's always a little more we are ready for. Ask God for that. I said this yesterday. When God tells us no, come on, Holy Ghost, thank you. Thank God for God telling us no, because God telling you no only means there's yes for something else bigger down the line. I wish I had some help. You got to be grateful for the no. Because by him telling you no, it's keeping you prepared for the next thing. Mm. Think about think about some of the no's. Oh, thank you, Jesus. Think about some of the no's that God has to think about some of the larger things that you have prayed for. And God has told you no. Think about that. And now look back and say, Whoo, God, thank you, Jesus. <laughs> I think about, I think about, and I'll say this, and, I, and, I'm, and, I, and I'm not saying, uh, let, me, let me read Felicia's thing. Felicia says, you want a bigger house, but you won't clean your present. Ooh, Jesus. Help me, Holy Ghost. Uh, Felicia says, testimony, I was praying to get away from a bad neighbor, but in the midst of that, he changed my heart. He told me, uh, I'm chilling it for both teams. When I received that and walked in it, I was able to move. Wow. I, I, can I share? And this is not, and I'm going to do it without being, um, um, petty, or 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 or, uh, and I'm not gonna try to throw shade in the moment. Uh, but uh, and those of you you followed my show, you know this. Um, I've only ever applied two times, and I only count one as a failure. And I count it as a failure because I went through the process. The other one I don't really count as a failure because I didn't actually go through the process. So that's the way I that's the way I count it, right? It's like it's like applying for a job and never getting an interview. If you get an interview and you don't get it, then you can say, "Man, I didn't get it," right? That's the way I look at it. But if you send an application and you never hear from anything other than the the rejection letter or whatever, then it's like, "Oh, okay, well, you know, I can't really say, you know, you 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 know, you can't really throw a fit saying I didn't get the job because you didn't really have. The, uh, the, you know, the, the, what I would say, a fair opportunity to get it. So it's like, ain't no, it's, I'm not, it, that, it's not really spilled milk because you didn't even have the milk in the glass the first place, in the first place, right? But let me share this with you all. I've only applied for two positions as pastor, one in my home church and one where I am right now. 
I don't count this one fully because it was not uh, um, – I was not a part of the process at all, so I don't count it. But I say – I brought up the first one because I think about if God had said yes. And I think about everything that I know now, all of the current circumstances that are going on now, <laughs> everything that's going on over there now, uh, uh, would I – want to be in that situation now maybe it would have been different don't know but would i want to be in that situation would things in my life be where they are now had i gotten that yes from god think about that and i mean in every aspect of my life from whether it be in 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 ministry or in my personal life where would where would i be in those situations and I think about where that ministry is, and, 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 and again, the struggles that are currently going on, even the stuff with the building, right? Would you want to be a poster? Right. Would I, would, is that something that how much of my ministry or the ministry that God had given me would have been caught up in that? And me not being able to do any of the real ministry work that needs to be done because I'm too busy trying to figure out how to put a brick back in a spot or some or or, or 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 you know even now not being able to you know have have uh, uh have church in the sanctuary or the what if or the what ifs no like I'm, I'm now that you say it I'm thinking of like oh what, the what ifs of the people because yeah. technically that church it's almost like family church. Yes. So they, so then like, you know, are you going to point your finger at me at, because of what's going on? Like, did you need that pressure? Like, you know, like, you know, cause like the building is, yeah. So you just going to let your grandfather start to go to waste. Like oh, absolutely. That? I, I, you, I'm just I saying can, that. I can is. hear that. Right. I can hear those voices saying you letting your granddaddy's church fall apart. Right. I, 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 I can hear all that now. Or, or, or you ought to be shaming yourself for letting your, yeah, you, or this, that, as, and the third. If you did it, as if you kicked the foundation. Like it was, just, yeah, like it wasn't were, already doing that before. I, right. As yeah. if you were chaos, what's his name? Is that his name? <laughs> and you and you sat there like a puddle of rain and decided, like, you know what, I'm going to seep through here and then right. I'm going to go through the pool pit and right. I'm going to seep some more. Right. I think about that. So the purpose of that, no, you know, it's like, mm, God, you saved me from something. What you got? Um... Okay, so he said, so in the thing, it said God is not keeping, God is not keeping secrets, secrets from us uh-huh. and everything, mm-hmm. but we are often not ready for all he knows. Mm-hmm. There's always a little more we are ready for, ask God for that. So yeah. I guess in that way, in that sense, mm-hmm. he's asking us to be flexible yeah. and, you know, and to have a little discernment about, you know, what's going on. Because sometimes that no, you know, you might have to say, you know, you may get that rejection letter and you might have to stay in that struggling marriage and you might have to like, you know, like, you know, like, you know, everything is a, you have to weigh it like a scale and everything else like that. Yeah. Cause, um, cause our plans are not our own. They're, those are God's plans. Yeah. And, and he'll, and, and again, that you're right. They're not our own. Um, they're, I, you know, we, we want to be in like the writers said, we want to be in, we want to be in the will of God. Yeah. But God also, because of how he made us, he, he gave us free will. So he gave us the, 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 uh, the, he gave us the ability uh, uh, to, uh, to live in, in uh, there's God's permissive will where he permits us to go outside of that. But then there's consequences for that. Mm-hmm. 
So, so we, we, we have to always be mindful of, of the consequences of that. But again, I, I am, I like this. I like, I, I like where this is going. I like this. I like this article. Let's keep going. Number four, number four, number four. Again, we're talking about, we're talking about six ways, six ways, six ways uh, to pray when it doesn't seem like it's working. Six ways to pray when it doesn't seem like it's working. Uh, number four says, borrow someone else's faith. Uh-oh. He says, one of my favorite uh, and spiritually encouraging stories is our founding and senior pastor tells us about the history of the 12 stone church. He says the early years of the church plant were tough. In short, it wasn't working. Pastor Kevin was ready to give up. He talked with his friend and senior pastor who sent him out about maybe coming back. The pastor responded, if you no longer have enough faith, borrow mine. This is the part of the thing I think you were talking about. It sounds familiar. Uh, the pastor, Wayne Schmidt, believed God was still in it and very much with Kevin. So um, uh, Pastor Kevin did just that. He borrowed Wayne's faith and stayed with us a little year long, another year. Over 30 years later, we are also glad he did. You need to borrow someone else's faith for a season. That could radically impact your prayer life and leadership. Uh, I, I, I like that term of being able to lean on somebody else's faith. And you also always need to have somebody else you can lean on for encouragement. Right? You have to be, I mean, especially if you're in the midst of a project or something big, uh, I, you know, and for me, I remember being in school, like when I was getting, uh, trying to finish up this doctorate. Uh, I remember there were times where I was like, I'm, I'm over this. I was tired of being up all night on Tuesday nights, all night on Thursday nights. You know, it was like, you know, I'm, I'm, I was logging to class at nine o'clock, sitting in front of the computer, 1130, 12 o'clock at night, uh, struggle, you know, the struggle was real. And I was tired of, but, you know, I'm thankful for the encouragement because you had to lean on somebody like, you know what, I ain't gonna be able to do this. You know, so it's good to have somebody tell you, you know, you made it this far. You got this. You know, you can do this. You already there. You can do this. You can do this. You can do this. I believe in you. Uh, now, a lot of times you don't want to hear it. You know, like I'm still at that point, you know, even on Sundays that I have to preach. And, you know, I'll get the, I'll get the nice little text message saying, you got this. And it's like, huh. <laughs> I appreciate that you got this message, but in my brain, it's like, oh, Lord, let me just get through it. <laughs> but again, you do you 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 do find a you find a level of boldness when you're speaking God's word, when you feel like it really came from him, when you feel like he allowed you to discover it and present it uh, for his people. Amen. 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 Let's keep it going. Let's keep it going. Number five, number five, number five. Uh, Recall and reflect on past miracles. Call and reflect on past miracles. Recall and reflect on past. The writer says this, when I hit those moments or seasons, when I'm not sure my prayers are working, I reflect on previous answers to prayers and especially the miracles. Yes, that's good. He says, I suppose we can say that every answer to a prayer from God himself involves the miraculous, but by miracle, I'm speaking of the things that we know are not only impossible without God, but defy human uh, understanding or ability. The writer says, reflecting on miracles reminds me that God is with me and fully engaged in my calling and role as a husband, father, and leader. Yeah, this is what I try to express to people all the time, especially when I have the opportunity to lead prayer at the church. It is to remember what God has already done. 
not in the Bible, what he's already done in you, what you've seen him do for you, what you've seen him do for the people around you. Remember those things. Reflect on the things that he's already done. Reflect, recall on, on past miracles. Look at situations that you know you should not have made it out of. My God. Look at scenarios that, that, that in any other situation, that person would not have walked away unscathed, mentally or physically. Think about the times when you know you should have lost your mind but God. <laughs> glory, glory. Uh, think about the times you know he should have taken you out but God. Mm. So, yeah, it, it's, it's good to, 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 to uh, reflect on, 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 on past miracles. It's always good to reflect on past miracles. Recall them. Bring them back to your memory. So that way, when you get into that that rough and ragged, rough and rugged situation, you can say, you know what, uh, 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 I've been here before with God. Because I told the people yesterday uh, about uh, about about the pews and the chairs. I've carried this weight before. I can still carry it now. Yeah. Last one, y'all. Last one. We're gonna wrap it up. Number six. Number six, number six, number six, number six. Let me check. Let me check. Y'all got quiet in the chat box. Y'all got quiet in the chat box, but that's okay. Uh, I just see Sister Vivian says, I agree with you, Dr. Mr. King, all the way. Oh, so these are old. These are old. Jesus should be the only one called Father. I saw that. I saw that. Uh, let me keep going. Let me keep going. Uh, number six says, pray with someone else. Yeah. Pray with someone else. Have you ever wondered about the prayers that have been lifted up on your behalf that you never knew about. Oh, God. And perhaps by people you never met. That thought encourages me about the power of the body of Christ and deeply humbles me that I have likely received many of those prayers. Other people praying for you is incredibly powerful. Praying with someone or a small group is equally, if not more so, powerful. When the body of Christ prays together physically in the same place, whether it's two, 20, or hundreds, the Holy Spirit invades that space, and Christ himself is present. The power is transformational, and heaven meets you there. When you aren't sure about your prayer, when you aren't sure your prayers are working, ask someone to pray with you. Together, your prayers make the physical place holy ground. Yeah. That's good. I've said that on way too many occasions here at the at the historic Ebenezer or down here to the Ebenezer. I've said it a bunch of times. When you when you praying together, you make that you 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 transform that space. Space becomes holy ground. And God always shows up on a place that he has created. It becomes holy ground. And then after that point while you're praying just get out of the way and let him work. That's why when I made that statement, if you want to see a different result, you got to, if you want to change the atmosphere, you got to see the clouds differently. Do something different. See the clouds and then get out of the way and let God work. Watch him work. Watch him work. 
this was good, y'all. I, I really, really, really enjoyed this. We started late tonight. We had some um, some difficulties. I was late. That's the difficulty. Uh, I was on time, but I didn't want to rush the show, so we were, we were late getting started. That's why we started late. Uh, but we had we had some, a good, good, good time uh, tonight. Thank you all so much for the conversation. Felicia, thank you for the subject uh, earlier. Uh, but thank you all for your feedback, for jumping in. Uh, thank you for those of you uh, who did the church check-in. God bless you and thank you. Uh, I want to do this as always. Uh, we are uh, always uh, talking about prayer. Uh, we're always praying for people. Uh, that's what we do here uh, as part of this. At the end of the day, yes, it's a talk show, uh, but yes, it's also ministry. And we always want to maintain that level of, 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 of praying in faith uh, for people. Uh, when they need it, when they need it, when they need it. So uh, we want to continue to do that uh, in, 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 in times like this. Uh, it's just part of what we do. Uh, and, and I think it's going to be, uh, it's going to continue to be part of what we do uh, as we continue to move forward in all that we do. Uh, um, so I want, I want to continue to do that. Uh, let us, let us pray. Father God, we, uh, we, uh, uh, before we pray, I want you to go ahead and mention those names to me. Uh, we talked about being honest with God. We talked about uh, being honest with God early on. So let's let's be honest. Let's let's be transparent about those names. So I'm going to give you guys a chance again uh, to drop some names in the chat box of anyone that might be in the need of prayer, uh, whether it be you, a family member, or a situation or whatever. Uh, we want you to drop those names in the chat box real quick, real quick as we pray. If I see them, I'll mention them as we pray uh, before as we close out tonight. Uh, we want to just lift up some people. Uh, in uh, in prayer. We just want to lift up some people in prayer uh, on tonight. Let us pray. Uh, Father God, we first, God, we just, again, we Lord, we just, we just want to say thank you. Uh, Lord God, we just thank you for uh, life, health, uh, and, and strength, God. We just, we just want to thank you for uh, the time that we've had on tonight, God. We want to thank you for uh, the allowances of, of this place, God. We want to thank you, God, for uh, this place and space. God, I want to thank you just for being God. Uh, God, we want to lift up uh, any God who might be suffering right now, God. Uh, sister, sister, elect lady, bless you, bless you. We want to lift up my brother, Pastor Harold D. Washington, God. Uh, it is Pastoral Appreciation. Uh, I know it was Clergy Appreciation Month, and now it's Pastoral Appreciation. Uh, God, we want to lift up all pastors, but God, my, my brother, Pastor Harold Washington, and the Faith Works and Vision Church. Uh, we want to lift them up right now, God. Uh, God, you know, uh, God, even though he is a, a, a man of great strength, God, uh, but we want to continue to lift him up, God. We want to lift him up, God, in those areas, God, that maybe he does not talk about to people, uh, but God, those areas where you know that he may be struggling, God, those areas where he may be in need right now, God. God, touch his mind. Continue to give him a fresh word for the people that you have called him to. Yeah, yeah, thank you, Holy Ghost. Continue to give him a fresh word for the generation that you have called him to, God. Continue to strengthen him, God. Keep his body, keep his mind, God, so that he can continue to do the work of the people over at the Faith Works and Vision Church, God. Continue to give him a mind of, enlar- of, of expansion, God. Enlarge his territory right now, God. Continue to do all that you're doing right now for them, God. We're praying, God, for 
uh, 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 Jasmine, God, she's a caregiver. Uh, she's waiting for a kidney, God. God, you created the body, God. You know what it needs, God. God, if, if it be it, God, we, we're praying right now, God, to be in your will, God. The kidney is there for her right now, God. We're praying, God, that you would do what was necessary, God, to, so, so that that kidney, God, can be show up, God, and be placed in her, God, so that she may continue to live her life, God, and live a life in you. Uh, God, we, we know that uh, uh, donations come uh, from a loss of life, God. Uh, God, we're praying right now, God, even for the family of the donor, God, who may be uh, uh, sacrificing, God, whether it be from a person who has lost their life, God, or from a generous donor who is deciding to share, God. You know the, the pain and the agony of that on the other side, God. So we're asking that you would touch even the family of the donor right now, God. Not only that they would be able to, to supply the kidney, God, but that both them and the donor and the, 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 the person receiving, God, would be healthy, God. Give them a fresh start, God. Let them function as though they had two perfectly working kidneys, God. You designed our bodies, God. You made them perfect in all their ways. But, God, we're trusting you right now, God, for Jasmine right now, God, that you would give her the strength to keep her moving until you supply her with a new kidney. Even right now, we're praying this prayer, God. God, there are so many right now, God, who we don't know the names, God. We don't know the situations, God. We don't know uh, the circumstances, God. But we're lifting them all up to you. Even right now, uh, uh, God, God, we're continuing to pray for our city. God, we're lifting up teachers to you right now, God, uh, underpaid, undervalued, God. We're lifting up teachers' assistants right now, God, underpaid and undervalued, God. We're lifting up school counselors right now, God, underpaid and undervalued, God. We're lifting up uh, 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 school disciplinarians, God. We're lifting all of them up right now. In Jesus' name we pray. God, even for this place, the Ebenezer Missionary Baptist Church, God, we're lifting up its, 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 its leaders, its leadership, God. We're lifting up the pastor of this great church, God, Daryl in person, God, and his family. We're continuing to keep them in prayer, God. We're lifting up our, uh, uh, those who are mourning right now, God, our brother, uh, brother Reggie, uh, who lost his, his, uh, his father. God, we're, keep, we're continuing to lift them up in prayer. In the mighty name of Jesus, we pray. Now, guys, we leave this place, but never your presence. We're asking for traveling mercy and grace. In the mighty name of Jesus, we pray. Amen. 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 Y'all, it's been a great one. It's been a great one. We're a little over tonight, uh, but we're good. I'm grateful, God, that we I had a day off from school. Praise Jesus, huh? Got to go back tomorrow, but it's still a day without the cheering, huh? That's a blessing in itself. Uh, but we're going to get ready to get out of here, y'all. Look, if you got to drive, y'all know the routine through this special place we call Chi-Town, Chicago. Do me a favor, my brother and my sister. Your head on a swivel, two T's, one L, one O. With your hands lifted up straight.